Hey, audience. On this episode, we have a long talk about the Black Lives Matter movement and how it's definitely not a short game. We talk a bit about how education is extremely important in society at large, coming to understand the issues much deeper than they do right now. We talk more about the dynamics of the global pandemic and how we're getting through uh, day by day, step by step. We want you to know that you're not in this alone. Um, please reach out to supports. Uh, when you need them and we wrap up the episode with some quick updates on animal crossing and tiktok all right hope you enjoyed the episode uh reach out with any stories you'd like us to hear in the future and let's get it going how are your uh how are your radishes coming along my my turnips i keep saying i know i keep saying radishes i don't know why (laughs) Are radishes they're in... related. They're both root vegetables. Are they? Okay, good. Like then I feel yeah. less bad about it. because uh, um, I honestly I don't I don't get Animal Crossing. Um <laughs> and that might be a hot take. Uh, I don't know, but um it just seems like like it seems like a stock market for turnips. Today is Tuesday, June 16th, and you are listening to episode 32 of Shrag. And Mike. Make a podcast. <laughs> um, just, just, uh, it's been a while since we've had an episode, and we do a countdown from five to start, and I forget if we clapped on one or after one. Classic <laughs> issue. Um, but uh, I hesitated, and then I heard Shrag say one, and then I said one, and then I clapped. I think it all works out in the end, but uh, that's just sort of behind the curtains. Uh, some Wizard of Oz stuff right there. There's a uh, little inside look at, uh, at behind the podcast. <laughs> that should be another podcast called Behind the Podcast. Yeah, we'll do a clip show. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. But yes, Mike, it has been a while. Um, we haven't recorded since I think the last one was May 6th. Something um, like that, yeah. Yeah, early May. Um, and a lot has happened in the past, say like month and a half. Um, yeah, definitely a lot has happened. And I think the best place to start off, um, would just be to talk about, um, one, just like George Floyd and, uh, kind of the murder of George Floyd, um, that happened a few weeks back and then. Um, the recent Black Lives Matter protests that have uh, have happened um, over the last couple of weeks. So I think a good place to start would, you know, what was what was your reaction? Kind of what you when you heard the news. What has your been? What has been your reaction? Kind of like the last uh, two three weeks. Um, so actually, it was I think it was a Monday when that story broke, um, when that video hit the internet and i think it was the same day that the 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 lady in central park with her dog oh yeah yeah. Um, amy cooper that sounds right but i don't know for sure um anyway so there were two stories with vastly different outcomes but sort of summarizing the same um the same systemic issue that exists that black people tend to get treated 
much differently in our society. And speaking as a cis white male, um, I definitely try to understand the privilege that I have um, and not take advantage of it, but that's not something that's in my control. Um, so I've been taking a lot of time to try to understand as many angles of the issues that I can. Um, and that has involved spending a lot of time on Twitter. Uh, also, um, I think we had a, we just had a one-on-one -on -one call, me and you, and we talked about, um, people sharing recommendations for content to read up on and learn from. Um, I haven't taken advantage of too much of that. Uh, there were some things that I had done before all this happened, just because I like to understand society as much as I can. Uh, and those things were, uh, a social justice focused political podcast called Pod Save the People that I listened to. It's from Crooked Media, the same people that do Pod Save America. And then the other, um, main thing that I took in was a beautifully written book by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Uh, it's sort of a letter to his son. It's called Between the World and Me. So um, those those two pieces are like my minimum for what I've tried to understand. Um, and I think there's another piece of this issue that the people that are on the other side of the argument of like the the protests are too far like this isn't a big issue maybe don't like aren't taking enough time to learn about the issues um there's a lot of people who are taken aback by saying no there's no systematic um like so nothing systematic against um, people of color in this country. Um, and that's an argument I've heard about Canada and how we do not have the same issues. And obviously we don't have the same exact issues. Um, but to outright say that we don't have issues of our own, that using this moment in history, uh, to bring to light those issues, um, is not worth it for some reason, I think is an interesting understanding of how social change needs to happen in these times. Um, the other, the other piece is me addressing systematic versus systemic. Cause I think that that's something that gets interchanged by people who are not close to the issues and not understanding, uh, the movement as much. So systematic is like a planned um, putting in system. So like your Jim Crow uh, laws, um, all of the things that the civil rights uh, movement tried to uh, tear down. So those types of things are systematic. They're planned to disenfranchise a certain race or um, creed of people. Now, systemic is an unintended, but still present in the system, bias against a certain people. And I think that needs to be known to be the focus of the movement. 
that is that is systemic. There's a lot of people who think that white people are being blamed somehow. I, I know there's a Tucker Carlson segment uh, where he's railing on Sesame Street talking about this, uh, where he brings it to the um, absurd, where he's like, Billy, um, uh, it's all your fault that black people are being put down. And like that is not nearly what the issue is. The issue is systemic. It is unintended, but a white majority of people who have the power to change things have not seen the issues in the same light in order to make the changes because they have that bias and they're not seeing the systemic issues as much as a minority population would. Um, so I think the craziest stuff that, that's come out of this is that all of the police brutality that was being talked about by communities of color in the States um, was put, put on full display throughout these protests because uh, one of the comments on Twitter was, it's as if we put the spotlight on the police in a time where we were trying to prove that they were being way too over the line with violence. And they decided to uh, one-up themselves. There's been so many videos of further police brutality on not only black people, but everyone, but born out of this movement uh, in hopes to address that systemic issue. And that is what I've taken in off of my days and days on Twitter and watching the news. Uh, I ask everyone to take in as much content as they can to familiarize themselves and uh, be be a good ally if you can. Shrek, what has your take been on all of the goings-on? Yeah, I think um, one thing I'll just kind of comment on briefly um, on, on kind of what you said is um, the unfortunate thing is that kind of the events that have gone on like it's 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 not new they've been going on for many 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 years um and now we just live in a age of technology where people are recording it um so it's uh yeah it's not necessarily a, a new topic which is really terrible to think of in itself but it's uh um, definitely being talked about a lot more now um, since, yeah, with people recording these events. As far as kind of what my reaction and kind of mindset has been the last uh, like three, three or so weeks, um, I think when, you know, I first heard about it, I first saw the video, it was a lot of, it was very emotional. There's a lot of mixed emotions. It was, you know, confusion, anger, sadness, um, so many different things. Um, and it's just, it's really hard to see that, you know, stuff like this happens in the world. Um, but that's, that's the reality and it's the unfortunate reality. And yeah, I think it was, uh, it was really tough. And I think, one of the toughest parts about it um, 
was, you know, obviously there's there's the image that I think everyone has seen at this point of uh, the police officer kneeling on, uh, having a knee on George Floyd's neck. But if you zoom out a little bit, there's the other officers that are just standing there and doing nothing. Um, have their hands in their pockets and their backs to uh, to what's going on. Um, and I think that's that's like the toughest part. And I think the thing that um, I think has made this different than when other things, um, other acts of racism such as this have happened in, in the past is that I think the, um, the discussion has been, you know, it's not enough to be not racist. Um, you have to actively be anti-racist and and be an ally and understand your privilege and um, all of these things. So I feel like it's been a lot more active participation this time around, which I think is is great. And I think that's kind of the changes that um, need to be made. Um, it can't be really like a, a passive, I think, movement. Um, yeah, I think that you know, it's definitely been a, um, an emotional, I think, few weeks. And, you know, as a, another kind of person of color and, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely tough to see all this stuff happen. Um, and I think just kind of like the response, um, from, you know, all of my friends and, uh, kind of what you see on social media is you mentioned it, like people are sharing resources and, um, things like that, which I think is great. I think that's, that's kind of the first step in, in the process is trying to educate ourselves more. And that's, uh, that education is going to be ongoing. Um, we talked about kind of handling criticism and dealing with feedback in our last episode a little bit well before kind of any of these events happened. Um, but I think it's super relevant because, you know, while we're going through this, um, we're going to make mistakes. Um, we may not say the right things and we need to be open that, you know, we may mess up, we may make a mistake and we need to be, I think, open to that, to that feedback and to that criticism, um, and be open to having those often uncomfortable conversations around race and discrimination. Um, cause that's the only way we're going to, uh, improve. I think educating ourselves is going to be the, is really the first step. But I think the second step is having those conversations with your friends, with your families, with your coworkers, um, learning how to be a better ally. So then, so that when certain, if, if something is said, um, that you're able to support, um, in that moment, because, you know, I've been the only person of color in meeting rooms or with groups of friends and, you know, when often when something is said, um, it's hard to feel like you have a voice in that moment. Um, so having active allies is, is really crucial, I think. Um, yeah. So I think the response is, has been good. I, I, I think that this isn't a short game. This is, this is, this is not going to take, you know, it's, it's, what this happened three weeks ago, it's not going to take like weeks or months for all of these issues to get solved. 
Like this is this is gonna be a long battle. Um, and you know, it starts with getting educated, but you know, having conversations, uh, making donations, um, when the time comes voting, um, all of these things, I think, um, need to happen in order to make a significant, uh, real change. I think one of my concerns is that I just, I just don't want people to burn out. So I want to make sure that people understand, like, if you need to like, take a step back for a second, that's okay. Cause this is a long game. This isn't going to get solved overnight and yeah, do what you need to do to kind of take care of yourself. Cause you don't want, this isn't something you can really, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this cause I think our podcast is PG, but this isn't really something that you can half ass. And if you are, then it may cause more harm than it does good. Um, yeah. so you kind of got to go, go all in. Um, and if that means you need to take a step back and just take care of your own mental health and um, figure things out on your end, that's totally fine. But just make sure whenever you come back that you're ready um, because it's going to be a battle. And another thing I just want to touch on quickly is that, you know, when, when things like this happen, um, there's, there's lots of different responses I think people can take. And you've seen people um, who are posting on social media. Um, You've seen people who are, um, you know, donating, you've seen people who are attending protests, um, and, you know, multiple other things. And all of those are, I think, great things to do. I think that there's no, there's no one way to solve this problem. Um, there's no cookie cutter answer. Um, if there was like, frankly, I feel like we might've already, we probably would have already done it if we knew what to do. Um, but I think we're, we're kind of figuring it out and, you know, as long as everyone's moving in, in the same direction, then I think we're on the right path. So yeah, it's definitely been a, a super emotional, I think few weeks. Um, and I think that this, you know, it's unfortunate that these things seem to continuously happen, but I feel like the reaction this time, um, has been, I think, much more active, which gives me hope. It gives me hope that, you know, this time is different, that this time we could actually see this and and spark significant change. Yeah, definitely things that have come up in the last few weeks are like corporate responsibility. And you see companies on on a range of the spectrum of being helpful to doing something as... Um, lazy i'd say as just like doing one statement then moving on a couple days later Mm -hmm. uh there's been some criticisms i'm not going to say any companies now just in case uh they do announce further decisions on supporting um real change to a system that disenfranchises um people just because of one quality that they have um definitely the big the big push in the last couple weeks has been about uh the police specifically and defund the police movements um and i think there's a piece here about political um commentary and like political debates around 
afraid to like defund the police. Now, the people on the lazier side of the argument that don't want to support any change because they don't see a problem are going to look at a phrase like that and take it without any further education or research and say, that's ridiculous. Why would we defund the police? They do so many good things. Um, whereas the majority of the people who are behind that push know that there is nuance to that argument. There is nuance to the fact that police budgets are massively inflated to any other social service. And if we focus more on splitting that money up to helpful social services and don't stress the police out by requiring that they do literally everything mm -hmm. when they're only being trained for, I think the average police officer in the States is trained for 600 hours. They can't learn everything that they need to learn. That's ridiculous. You can't expect somebody to do a job that is effectively assumed to be a social catch-all. Let's stop assuming that police are capable of being a social catch-all because we've seen that they cannot. Like, there are so many issues with mental health in Canada, specifically, that police have shown to act a certain way, um, and that way is in opposition to what a mental health expert would do. Um, there are cities with helpful programs. I think Hamilton has uh, social worker ride-alongs with police. They have like, a specific unit uh, so that they can better understand mental health crisis situations. Um, Margaret's told me that Waterloo Region also has a program like that. So it's it's getting those programs off the ground. It's not get rid of the police, no more police cars, no one is going to help you when you don't uh when you don't feel safe, when you don't need it. Sorry, when you do need it. It's changing the type of help that you should get. It's a it's a big conversation with many different pieces. Yeah, for sure. It's I think when people read defund the police. Yeah, like you were saying, like there's it's so much more than just kind of that statement. There's, um, I think people need to really take the time to educate themselves on, on what that means before they, uh, jump to any conclusions about what it means. It's, it's like, it's the same thing when, with like the black lives matter versus all lives matter. It's like people will jump on black lives matter and say like, Oh, does that mean that like other lives don't matter? Like, no, that that's that's missing the point completely. Logically doesn't follow. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing about the phrase black lives matter that assumes Yeah. all lives don't matter. Yep. Um so, yeah, I think that's why I keep saying the first step I think is always just kind of education and and there's there's so many there's so many resources on out there. Um I think that yep, sharing them is great on you know you, you'll see so many instagram posts of shared resources which is is great but i think people really need to take the time to look at them whether it like read them listen to them watch them and you know really take it in um because clicking a share button is like sure it's fine but 
like actually taking the time to do the work behind it, that's uh, definitely more impactful. Um, so yeah, it all it all really starts with with I think education and um, and and really branches from there. I I take a lot of bridges from the making spaces for friends uh, who are it, part of the LGBT community, and it's it's this important aspect of like making space for those people if you are an ally. And I see the same the same opportunities for an ally in uh, this movement. And when you're in a group that um, is speaking a certain way that you don't agree with, that's when making space turns into taking up space. So take up space in that argument uh, and defend what you believe about the political movement or I guess the social movement Yeah, and take up that space. Make sure that the people around you know the nuances. I'd say like, I think I tweeted out uh, a lot of political arguments are between people who refuse to see the nuance in an argument and the people who have come to understand said nuance. And I think that's that's honestly a very important piece. Yeah, um, I think that you, you touched briefly on kind of like organizations and and their responses. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's some. I was just gonna say, I think that some companies have kind of done the the blanket uh, generic statement um, on social media, and that's that's about it. And um, I, I don't think that's enough. It's a uh, same. We didn't really talk about the black squares, but it's, it's the same as just like posting a black square and not doing anything after that, or just like having the conversation end there. Like the whole black square, um, blackout Tuesday was, uh, I think a great way to kind of show solidarity, um, towards, uh, towards the cause, but like the, the conversation can't end there. Like in, in many organizations, there's, um, you know, issues with diversity, issues with diversity and leadership. Um, so I think it's important for us to put pressure and have these conversations um, within our communities, within our organizations, um, to influence um, political policies. Um, yeah, we... I don't know. We gotta, we gotta continue all of these things because I said this uh, at the beginning, but this isn't gonna be a short game. Yeah. Um, in order to make significant change, this is gonna take months, years. Um, it's gonna like it's gonna take a while. Um, so yeah, just ensure that the conversation doesn't die, and and to everyone just keep pushing forward did you want to talk about the nba players reactions as you have in the outline <laughs> on the non-basketball podcast on the non-basketball podcast yeah um so the nba announced uh, i think it was a week or so ago that they're gonna come back at in the end of july um and there's and with kind of all the recent events that have been going on there's kind of been a 
um, a mix in player reactions, some saying that we shouldn't go back um, and focus on like the race issues that are going on in the world right now and not take uh, not take the eyes off of that. Um, and there's some that are saying like, you know, we should go back and um, just because we go back doesn't mean that these uh, that we can't talk about these issues and by going back might even kind of offer more of a platform in order to kind of discuss these issues. So there's kind of, there's been two major camps recently, like LeBron James is the one that's uh, um, kind of leading the NBA should return. And then his, uh, his former teammate Kyrie Irving is kind of spearheading the other side saying that, that we shouldn't. Um hmm. I, it's, it's tough to say, I think what, um, I think it's always tough for like to say what my opinion is on it because like, I'm not them. Um, I like, I couldn't blame anyone for, um, whatever they feel is best. Like some probably feel that, you know, because of the like whole COVID situation that they may not feel comfortable going back and that's valid. Some probably feel that you know, I, because of all these, uh, uh, because of the race issues that have, have come up, um, or they've always been there, but have, have, I think really come more to light, um, these last few weeks that we shouldn't take away from, um, the eyes on that, which is again, hundred percent valid. And there's people who say, you know, just by going back, doesn't mean that we can't have these conversations. Um, and that, you know, other, organizations like they're going they're going like because of all this that doesn't mean they're stopping to go to work um they're still going to work and continuing the conversations in the workplace and that's completely valid as well so yeah it's uh um i think it's interesting i think it just goes back to show like there's no one right way to do it um all of those responses i think are a hundred percent valid and i don't think the nba has uh put out much info yet as far as like how they would um like how they would manage uh everyone um all the teams kind of going back or 23 out of the 30 i think going back which is weird 23 out of like i don't know why it's an odd number it's strange um there's a lot of different i think opinions on what the nba should do and i'm sure what sports in general should be doing right now um, not just basketball, but yeah, there's, uh, there's, there's no right answer really. Um, mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting, I think, to see kind of what happens in, in the next few weeks. Speaking of sports going back, um, I have a bet that I want to be wrong, but I don't think it will be wrong. And it's about the States and their current outlook of um, how much they should be isolating and how it seems that they aren't really doing that well. Um, okay, so the when does the football season usually start? Like October? Maybe? September? I am not a football fan, so I, I couldn't tell you. But yeah, probably around that October. So. so the football industry in the States is so big that it probably has so much political power that they are going to try to do fans in the stands games by the time September or October comes around. 
That is my bet. I want it to be wrong. Uh, but considering Trump is about to host rallies to tens of thousands of people in stadiums, um, I don't see the case to not continue to open up, even though statistics show that it's not a good sign right now. Uh, alternatively, uh, Canada has been doing pretty well. Um, I think Ontario has been at its lowest for the last week since March, um, as has Quebec, and they were the big problem child, so, uh, everybody, I just want everybody to stay safe, and keep getting through, and reach out to people in case you are feeling so isolated that it's having a mental effect, because I'm sure other people are feeling the same way. Yeah. For sure. And what, what I've been doing um, last week and into this week as well is um, Mike was the recipient of one of these, but I've been just like calling my friends. Um, I've been calling kind of like one friend every night, usually when I'm on my walks, because especially now it's uh, these last this last month really has been super emotional and put that on top of the fact that we're dealing with a global pandemic and that just adds to everything. So it's, it's uh, been a super, super emotional time. So yeah, just check in with your friends. Like I've been, I've been calling one friend every night the last couple of weeks just to check in, see how things are, how people are doing and having kind of these conversations about kind of race and um, just getting other people's uh, thoughts on what's going on. And yeah, I think, times like this it's super important to to check in with uh with one another because no one like we're not in this alone um this is a thing that our whole community is is battling um so yeah important important to reach out to supports during these times let's uh we'll we'll finish it up with our lighter content Drake. yeah yeah i think that's a good call what uh what what media have you taken in since that seems seems to be the conversation to go to in in coronavirus times when everyone's at home and they have their Netflix and their streaming services? Yeah, so um, wh- oh, I meant to talk about this when we were talking about companies, but one uh, one shout out I want to give to is Cineplex. Um, Cineplex is offering a bunch of free content um, that talks about race and. Um, race issues specifically within the kind of black community um so if you just go to like cineplex.ca um you'll be able to find a a bunch of free movies one that i recently watched um on there with my family last weekend was just mercy um with uh michael b jordan jamie fox it's an incredibly powerful story i'm talking about the justice system um and I highly recommend it, um, that, yeah, it's, it's free. Um, and yeah, Cineplex, I think did a great job of kind of offering free content. So there's a bunch of, a bunch of great movies on there. There's probably 20 to 30 kind of on that list. Um, so, so highly recommend that. Um, as far as other content that I've kind of been watching since our, uh, since our last recorded podcast back at the beginning of may um the last dance i i finished 
um, which I thought was As amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. It was really good. Um, highly recommend it to anyone, even if you're not necessarily a basketball fan. I think just the way they made the documentary. Um, I think it's yeah, I think it's great. So worth worth checking out for sure. I've I watched Space Force. Um, nice, the, yeah. Uh, Steve Carell <laughs> uh, show, which I thought was I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, I think if you like The Office, then you'll likely enjoy Space Force. Um, yeah, it, I thought it, I thought it was funny. Um, yeah, I think the last few weeks, at least, it's it's. Uh, been a lot of kind of like podcasts uh, and movies to try and educate myself more on some of the issues uh, uh, facing our world um, right now. But yeah, throwing in some uh, some other stuff as well with the Last Dance and and Space Force. Uh, I have had the opportunity to watch Love Life. It is a new show that's on hbo max in the states but it is on crave in canada and margaret and i really liked that it came out throughout the end of may start of june and i watched all of the first two seasons of succession on crave as well um it's a wonderful show about a family-run business it sort of focuses on like the murdochs that own fox and uh, related enterprises but it, it's a fictional version of their family and it goes to show all the business like posturing of like who's going to be the next ceo how do they handle so many different crises that come up in all of these scandals that the business is obviously a part of um, they're not good people but it's really interesting to see all the strategies that go on behind the scenes so um it's it's very interesting to watch from cool. that regard i've also been playing a lot of animal crossing and that, uh, <laughs> nice that's taken a lot of my time so it took me so long to do the last episode because i have just been sitting in front of a screen for seven hours a day and at the end of that i just don't want to sit in front of a screen for that much longer um, but my relief has been Animal Crossing, whereas my relief might be a project like doing the podcast. But, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll reshuffle some things and we'll get back on track with things. How are your, uh, how are your radishes coming along? My, my turnips? I keep saying, I know it. I keep saying radishes. I don't know why. <laughs> are I radishes they're in... related? They're both root vegetables. Are they? Okay, good. Like, then I feel yeah. less bad about it. Because uh, I um, honestly I don't I don't get Animal Crossing, um, and that might be a hot take. Uh, I don't know, but um, it just seems like like it seems like a stock market for turnips. Well, it's also like yeah, you grow fruit on trees and you sell that. You can buy different items at the store. You can make your island look nice because you can buy like different interior and exterior furniture. Uh, I'm not at a point where I can like shapeshift my island, but that'll be fun. So you can like build mountains and like put waterfalls everywhere. Um, Still seems like a stock market for turnips. <laughs> uh, I bought I bought like 600k worth of turnips. Damn. 
at 107 units of currency, and I sold them at 169 um, today. So that's All good. Right. I, so 600 turned into about 850. Nice. That's a nice little profit. Yeah. I have not been doing a lot of social media other than the aforementioned Twitter uh, I've been taking in, but I do get on TikTok now and then. Shrag, you want to talk about one one fun piece of TikTok? <laughs> one particular TikTok that it's it's a super old video. Like this video, I think is at least two years old. Um, but it's I saw it recently again on TikTok, um, and it's it's the wicked wist of, wicked witch of the east TikTok. Um, <laughs> it is. Hold the... on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> You're gonna tell me. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. Um, if you haven't seen it, I don't really know how to search for things while on TikTok. Um, so I would recommend going to YouTube and just typing in Wicked Witch of the East and you'll find it. It'll be like the first thing that pops up. Um, it is hilarious. Uh, you will not regret watching it. I'm probably very late to the game on this. So if you're if you've already heard of it, uh, seen this TikTok. Um, I don't even know if it started as a TikTok. It might have. It might have been a Vine. No, probably not a Vine. It's too long to be a Vine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. If you watched it, watch it again because it's that funny that it's worth watching multiple times. It's very viral, but not coronaviral. Ooh, too soon. <laughs> it is a virus, so you're good. Uh, if you feel you need to go get tested, yeah. This has been a good episode. It has. I enjoyed it. Mike, I always enjoyed talking to you. Um, it's always fun. Um, and to our audience, thank you for listening. Um, again, kind of try and use these times to, to have conversations um, with within your circles about um, some of these important issues that um, our world is, is dealing with right now uh, with regards to racism and discrimination. Um, it's only, I think through, through conversations that, uh, we can, we can really start to make positive change. So that's, I think that's where it all starts. And then we, we branch out really from there. Um, so yeah, continue the conversation and, uh, keep pushing forward. You're here. All right. Thanks audience. Thanks for listening. And, uh, we will catch you next time. Talk at you another day. Do you have a bird or do I have a bird? I do. Fun. Let me close my window. <laughs> Goodbye, bird. Bye, bye, I bird. I can still hear it, but... That's fine. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah, I am recording. Okay, we're, we are episode 32, right? Yeah, I promise.
Okay. Oh, and we have a special guest coming next episode. We do? Yeah. 